Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Daniel Bullington, who's IT Director at Siphon Logistics, and Prasad Galopoli, who is founder and CEO of Trucker Tools. And today we're going to talk about the value of end-to-end -end freight visibility for 3PLs and customers. Now, there's always been a great deal of, of need for end-to-end -end freight visibility, but as customer uh, delivery expectations have become more stringent in recent years, uh, it really has become a must-have you know, capability, especially for third-party logistics providers. I mean, what are the main challenges involved uh, and, and how is technology helping? Uh, what are the main benefits of freight uh, visibility um, you know, for both 3PLs and their customers? And uh, you know, what are the main you know, challenges involved? So those are just some of the questions we're going to you know, address in today's episode. And it's great to have Deanna with us to share uh, Siphon Logistics' success story and um, you know, with freight visibility and, and of course, Prasad, to share his insights and advice on this topic too. So Diana, Prasad, welcome to the program. Thanks, Adrian, great to be here. Thanks, Adrian, great to have you. So Diana, before we, we dive into the topic, um, you know, I always like to know a little bit about how you know, people get involved with the industry, a little bit about the companies that they come from. So why don't you tell us briefly a little bit about you know, Siphon Logistics, uh, you know, the types of services you offer and, and the industries that you serve, and, and what's your role, uh, you know, at the company? Sure. Um, Siphon Logistics is a 3PL, obviously. Uh, we've been in business, the owners have been in business of some form of transportation since 1986, so we've got 30 plus years experience among many things. Uh, we focus on full truckload. We're not in LTO yet. They may be coming in the future um, from anything from temp, temp control freight to van freight, expedited flatbed. We do a little bit of everything, uh, just whatever the customer needs. Uh, we do have a small fleet of our own assets, um, as well as using outside carriers uh, throughout the business. Siphon Logistics itself have been in business since 2011. Um, I've been with Siphon for five years now. Um, have a brokerage background myself. Uh, been in brokerage since 1995. Um, did a was actually wrote a TMS at that point in time with a group of developers. So have been in the technology industry since the late 80s. So have a lot of experience, but also enjoy working as a family business because Siphon is family owned. So I get the values of that kind of community. Uh, we've been in McLeod since 2000, 2012. Um, and I come with a Bachelor of Science degree in business data processing. Wow, great, great background. You know, obviously there in, in that family business and in, in the service side of things, you know, but also very much uh, on the IT side of things, which is yes. you know, those two worlds have certainly, you know, come together, you know, very strongly. Now, if I heard you correctly, you have both uh, 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 your own set of assets, your own fleet that you use, but you also use, you know, uh, third-party carriers as well. Is that correct? That, that is correct. We do both whatever, depending on what the customer needs or where our best coverage is. Um, if, you know, if we don't have fleet, then we're obviously going to send an outside carrier in um, that will assist that carrier, just making sure that customer is taken care of is customer service is by far our number one top thing. Right, right. Well, and, you know, and, and a lot of times it's that, um, which is going to lead me to my next question, but a lot of time it's that using those third-party carriers, particularly some of the smaller carriers, where, right. you know, it becomes challenging to get that, you know, that visibility that you need. So, so that's, that brings me to my next question. I mean, why is having, you know, accurate end-to-end -end freight visibility, you know, so important to the customers that you serve? And maybe talk a little bit about the types of customers that you serve. And is it truly becoming a must-have capability for 3PLs today? Absolutely. Um, we focus on at least 85% of things that are tracked 
asking and, and where we're going, but it's important for the customer to know exactly where their freight is at all times. They expect in most cases updates are 15 minutes, some of them an hour, but a minimum of an hour by any means. Um, but also if it also helps them to be able to schedule, they know if this load is going to be running late. Okay. So I've got to move this dock time back and when that load can get there. So the more visibility that you can give them, the better offer going to be uh, a load's late. You're going to shut down a possible a, a warehouse or uh, a similar line. So it's the on time freight is very, very important. And being able to see that just a drop of a hat and it come back and feed into your TMS is by far our top priorities. It helps you stay on top of the issues. You know what's going on. So you be proactive instead of reactive. Right. I mean, I think that's a, an important point because, I mean, obviously you, you want to be able to meet the delivery commitments that you've made with your customers, right? So being able to track that to be able to see whether you're on schedule and so forth, I think is important. But even, you know, sometimes, you know, things just are outside of your control and sometimes things are going to be late for whatever reason. But just having that visibility and being able to proactively notify customers allows them, to your point, to replan or reschedule, right? Instead of just waiting in the dark, not knowing what's happening, they can at least, uh, you know, uh, utilize their resources uh, you know, more productively by just re-optimizing or rescheduling what they were planning, you know, to do to, to begin with. Exactly. Now, now, can you comment a little bit about the types of industries that you serve? I mean, are these like, uh, 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 you know, where, where time is so important for, for them? Um, we do everything from transportation to hauling car parts in. And so obviously if you got a transmission, you can't build the part um, to food industry of making sure that, you know, things you're getting to distribution centers uh, to products, you know, we do just about a little bit of everything across. Um, expedited probably being our number one target, which makes tracking even more important because those are time sensitive loads. They're going into uh, places that have warehouses or places that have assembly lines. So things have to be on time. No, absolutely. So it sounds like obviously the, the industries that you're serving, the type of customers that you're serving, I mean, time you know, having time definite deliveries and having that visibility is, is very, uh, very key there. Uh, so Prasad, I'll, you know, I'll kind of shift over to you now. Um, you know, you work with a variety of different 3PLs and brokers, and, and I'm sure much of what Diana, you know, talked about, uh, you know, some common threads there with some of the customers that, that you work with as well. I mean, what if, you know, if you were to summarize, if you will, I mean, what are some of the main challenges 3PLs and, and brokers have traditionally faced in providing, you know, accurate end-to-end -end freight visibility? So, um, you know, as you said, uh, today when you talk to brokers and 3PLs, majority of them face a low visibility when it comes to visibility solutions. So what I mean by low solution is, or low visibility is, if a broker wants to track 100 loads with a solution, what percentage of those 100 loads are being successfully tracked today? And that number is as low as sometimes maybe 20 or 30 out of 100 are successfully tracked. So it's it's like, you know, if you have a car in your driveway, out of 100 times that you try to start the engine, only 20 or 30 times it works. And that's no good. So that this is, this poor visibility is, is a huge challenge. Now, when you combine that with, accurate information or lack of accurate information that most of these brokers face. Um, so it's, it's more like uh, when you have a, a visibility on a load from pickup to delivery, halfway through the visibility disappears or it's not accurate. 
it's putting a truck within a five mile radius that you're not confident to tell a shipper that that guy has arrived at a particular stop. So you have to call the guy. So it's as good as having a car that when it starts, it stops anywhere along the route. So you're bound to take a cab or something, right? So the the low visibility of a technology uh, or the, the poor compliance of a technology acts as one of the major issues. The other two issues that brokers face today are driver resistance. So when, when we say driver assistance, if you go to a driver and say, I need you to download an app, um, they're not just jumping and saying, yeah, I'm happy to download an app. <laughs> we can talk about our, ourselves. You know, we're not happy to download an app today. It's, there is an app overload, even for us as individuals. So you can only think about a driver who is being forced to download a month, many apps. On top of it, if a driver is forced to use an app that only does one thing, in this case, if it only does visibility, the driver is even more resistant to that because the driver thinks, well, this is a big problem. Um, so that's the, the second issue that brokers face. The third one is carrier compliance to any technology. Um, in today's world, we can't have visibility without carriers adopting to the technology. Any technology that we select, unless you make it really appealing to carriers and drivers, um, they're not going to adapt to it. They're not going to adapt to it. You can't really force the visibility out of that. So say, for example, you take ELDs um, that are available today. Everybody has the common notion that there is an ELD device in the truck. So why can't I get that information? Um, most of the carriers don't like to share that information because they're not sure who gets that information and for how long. That lack of transparency creates lack of trust, and that's the main reason why these carriers don't adopt. And that is also true when it comes to an app that only does tracking. So um, this, these three issues, in essence, what, what they result into is an operational inefficiency for a broker uh, when it comes to visibility, or in most cases, staff frustration, carrier frustration. It's just, you know, it, it piles into a big problem. You know, you, you raised some, some very, you know, important points there. And I think all those three things in combination, I mean, if it was just one of those things, you know, it might be a little bit more manageable, but it's, you know, those three factors in combination with one another that makes it, you know, even more challenging. I mean, I know speaking for myself personally, you know, I think, you know, we all have these smartphones and I've got so many different apps on it. Sometimes I get lost even just trying to find the right app, you know, trying to find where did I put that app? You know, is it on the first page? Is it on the second page? And, you know, there's so many different applications out there from the B2B world that you can just imagine if everybody wanted everybody to download their app, you can have a phone with, you know, 80, 80 pages of, uh, you know, scrolling through to find the right carriers or the right shippers or the right 3PLs app that you want to use. And that becomes a little, you know, a little daunting, you know, for, for everybody involved, the drivers, the carriers and everyone involved. Um, so, so Diana, let's go, let's go back to you and kind of, you know, obviously, you know, you, you probably face some of those challenges as, as well that Prasad talked about, but you, you know, you, you were able to overcome them and you're able to kind of, um, you know, achieve some benefits from, from, um, you know, improving end-to-end -end freight visibility at, at your operations there. Can, can you share a little bit about your journey and experience in providing, you know, freight visibility? I mean, and what factors ultimately led you to select Trucker Tools as your, you know, technology partner? 
Sure. Um, we actually are always looking at new technology. Me being an IT person myself, um, I'm always in the market of what's new, what works best for the drivers, what works best for my team. Um, so we were at a McLeod user conference several years ago, my boss and I, and met Prasad and his team. And we became very intrigued with what they were offering. We're like, hmm, this is too good to be true. So we actually set up a demo. Um, and that can, you could actually see the exact spot I was sitting in my office, which totally intrigued us. But, but probably our number one biggest thing was cost. Um, at that time, two years ago, um, Trucker Tools could beat anybody else's cost besides accuracy. They, uh, they do on a per load basis. Most other vendors were doing on a per day basis. Um, most of our loads can haul three to five days. Not unusual at all. So if you do that, you know, $15 to $20 a load, that seems that adds up. Um, so the costing was a huge thing with us. Um, other, again, other trackers tend to use geofencing uh, and go to an appless track. And that's not a bad thing, but if you're getting big cities like Atlanta, which is basically where we're located right outside of Atlanta, 30 miles makes a huge deal. 30 miles in Atlanta can mean that load's going to be late. So being having a more accurate tracking was huge. Um, the other things that we really liked was obviously, as Prasad talked about, um, was his app. Okay, so they didn't just give me a tracking app. They gave my truckers the ability to find car washes, truck washes. They could find restaurants. They could find gas. So it gave them more than just a tracking device. So it gave us a selling tool to be able to use for them as well. Uh, Trucker Tools is also was great. They were, they were fairly new at the point we started two years ago. Um, they quickly said, okay, why doesn't this work for you? What can we change? So we were on the front end of helping them do some design work and getting things the way that brokers and other transportations would have a really good product to be able to use. And that's fantastic because again, their customer service is phenomenal compared to any other vendors that we use. Now, did you did you start completely from scratch in terms of freight visibility, or did you did you did you use a different solution ahead of time that you replaced? How, how did that work? Um, we actually used several solutions because we also have some customer specific stuff. So we kind of added trucker tools in on almost a trial basis. We we went on a per load basis and just to see how it worked. How the how the we took one division um, that is needs more visibility than others and use those as our test pilot they fell in love with it they will not track anything through anybody else but trucker tools but we offer three to four different vendors even now just depending on customer coverage and that kind of thing some people don't want to download the app we want them to be compliant tracking so we may have to go to an appless even though that's becoming more difficult um so again it, it's it's the team uh prasad and his team have become not just a vendor but their family so, you know, it's kind of cool to be working that close with someone. You know, that's a great, that, that, that's a great quote. I mean, I think one of the things I've been hearing more and more over the past few years between, you know, for companies is that exactly what you just said, you know, when they're looking for, you know, some kind of technology solution, yes, it's got to meet certain features and functions and capabilities, but they're really looking for a partner, um, you know, someone that aligns with their mission, someone that aligns with their culture, someone that aligns with where they want to go together. Um, so, so I think, you know, I, I think this is the first time I've heard someone refer to their IT partner as, as family. So I think that takes it even to another, you know, dimension. Uh, but, but I think that's, that's great. I think the other thing that you mentioned, because I was going to ask is, you know, in terms of how you rolled it out. So it sounds like, which is pretty common, you know, you started out with a particular division or the particular customer, maybe some, some specific carriers to kind of test it out, kind of win that trust 
of and improve the technology, if you will, first, so that then that becomes easier to then roll it out to other carriers and other divisions, correct? Exactly, exactly. When you start small and you build, uh, you get your buy-in from your, from your team, obviously, but also from your carriers. Uh, we also did some incentive plans, okay? So you do this, and we're going to incentivize you this to get them to download the app. That has worked great for us. In turn, we got the tracking we needed, and the carrier got something in return as well. Well, great, Diana. Great, uh, uh, you know, great points there. Um, you know, I know a lot of times, you know, finding a technology partner, like I mentioned before, you know, I never heard of someone refer to it as finding a, uh, a family member, but, uh, but that brings me to my question to you, uh, you know, Prasad, um, you know, obviously 3PLs, brokers, I mean, they're, they're constantly looking at new technology and new partners to, you know, to work with. I mean, what questions should, you know, 3PLs and brokers ask, you know, when evaluating, you know, different, uh, you know, technology options and what factors should they, you know, take into consideration? So, uh, you know, if you're a broker or a 3PL looking for a technology solution to help you with visibility, the, the most important thing you should be looking at in a technology partner is someone who is progressive, meaning somebody who doesn't see technology as a one and done. So that's one of the things that, you know, Diana mentioned earlier too. Um, as a technology provider, you you will not know all the answers to the questions. The other answers lie with your customers who are like, you know, Siphon Logistics and others. Um, unless you make them part of the solution, you're not going to really be able to solve that. So that's my, the second thing that the broker should look for is a relationship where they become part of the solution and not, you know, it's a collaboration between the technology player and the broker together, they can solve the problem. The third one is customer centric. Um, you know, today's world software is one part of the solution, but you also need to have the support, which actually helps you collect enough feedback to enhance your product. So all these three elements work in, in tandem, if anything, um, to solve the problem. So um, you want somebody who is going to work with you almost like an extension to your team or as an extension to your family, like Diana said, um, that, that would be the, the best credit uh, someone can give. Thank you, Diana, for good comments. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure working with you. Same <laughs> you know, thank you. You know, it's great. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, we've written a lot about how companies, and from the standpoint that we've written it, has been, you know, manufacturers, retailers, uh, are competing on customer experience, right? So it's no longer about lowest cost, but it's about delivering an enhanced customer experience. And I think it's interesting, you know, both your comments is that part of what, you know, it becomes important is the relationship between the technology partner and, and the customer and the, uh, you know, customer experience you can deliver beyond just the, obviously meeting the features and functions of, of the technology because you're right. I mean, I think the, this technology is going to continue to evolve uh, the, the customer expectations, whether it's Diana's expectations or your cust Diana's customers' expectations are going to continue to evolve. And really having all of you working in tandem to respond to whatever changes are, are going to be occurring in the industry moving forward and then working collaboratively together is, is an important aspect, uh, you know, of, uh, of all of this. Um, so, so, Diana, I mean, can you share a little bit about some of the benefits that, that you've achieved to date and, and what's next in your journey to, you know, deliver additional value and, and process efficiencies. 
obviously the better visibility, um, accurate information. Uh, with Trucker Tools, they are a partner, an integration partner with McLeod Software. So any tracking updates automatically feed back into the TMS, which means my, again, my drivers, they don't have to make phone calls, everything's right there in front of them. So you get the communication that's instantly there uh, from documents. I can upload documents through Trucker Tools. So just the ability to have that helps us to have where we need to be. Um, one of the big things that we recently have done with Trucker Tools is using their APIs. Um, they will take an API and develop it for us and actually send some of that tracking onto our customer so that feeds back into their TMS instead of us having them having to manually update it or whatever. So that is a great partnership that Trucker Tools has been able to offer through their APIs and they have been great working with our customers. Um, one of our newest things that we've just rolled out in the last couple of months is their smart capacity product. Um, we've had it for a while, but just have never gotten them on board. So giving the visibility of my freight compared to my trucks or other trucks in the industry is huge because you can easily match what your freight is to the truck that's closest to it instantly, assign it right through there, set the tracking all in one step. So it gives us visibility even from that perspective of being able to see what truck is best to put on a load, which is absolutely amazing. Um, the other piece that we're looking at doing is taking a carrier's capacity. So he sends me an email today and says, I have these trucks available. Well, okay, so they can maintain a spreadsheet for 15, 20, 30, 40 carriers, how many their core carriers are. Well, with Smart Capacity and Trucker Tools, I can email that list with their technology. They can actually take that and upload it so those, again, become part of the pool of trucks that are available. So again, you get a better matching. Uh, and those are some of the, by far the best features that we have absolutely fell in love with. No, that's great. I mean, I think that is something that a lot of companies are focused on today in terms of how do you better and more intelligently match, you know, freight demand with freight capacity out there, because there's a lot of inefficiencies in that process today. And certainly this is an area, I think with smart capacity being one, an example of that, where technology is playing an, an important role. I mean, we, I know Prasad talked about earlier some of the challenges, and I think you might have mentioned this as well too, Dana, you know, with, a lot of times, you know, one of the symptoms of poor freight visibility or uh, the way it used to be done in the past was, you know, drivers having to do daily or hourly check-ins. I mean, have you seen any improvement on that front? Absolutely. It keeps, they're not on the phone as much because again, the information is right there in front of them instantly. It, they never have to touch it. You set it up at a certain spot, point the load, it continues tracking as long as you want it to track. Um, and so it's, you know, it's seamless as far as we're concerned. Everything is together. So it's not just the tracking from low track. I also see something else, a driver calls in because he's in the middle of traffic. I see that all in one place. So everything is consolidated so they can instantly see a picture of what's happening without having to go to many different websites or, you know, on the phone or waking a driver up. I mean, who wants to be woke up in the middle of the night just to give a check call? Well, with Trucker Tools, I know he's sitting still because that tracking is, is sitting in one spot for this period of time. So again, the visibility is just incredibly amazing. Yeah, and I think you brought up another important point too earlier, you know, obviously the use of APIs right now to help facilitate, you know, some of that information flow and the integration with your, your TMS, which is something that we're seeing, you know, more and more of where really it's the, the you know, that, that integration is very important because ultimately those two things need to work, you know, very closely, you know, together, the, the visibility aspect of it, but then ultimately have that information flow into as automatically as possible and as real time as possible into the TMS so that you can continue to run your operations uh, with as accurate and real-time information as possible. 
Um, so, you know, D Diana spoke a little bit about kind of some of the newer things that they're working on together with you. Uh, but Prasad, I mean, how, how will technology continue to, to evolve um, and drive innovation in, in, when it comes to, you know, freight visibility? I mean, what, what's next? Um, uh, it's con continuously evolving. As of today, I mean, if you look at what has been there two years back, three years back, it is consistently evolving. Um, what was prevalent a couple of years back, whether it's cell phone triangulation and other technologies that have passed on, and now here we are focused on app-based tracking, GPS-based tracking. What comes next is um, the next generation of spreading and pushing that visibility into various TMSs, various um, parties, when I say parties, whether it's broker, 3PL, or a shipper, getting that information conveniently on time. I mean, the key key to this is, um, is one thing to have a technology that works seamlessly for visibility 100% of the time. But the second thing is getting that information to the right parties on time so that they can actually use that information to plan their dock operations. This is something that Diana touched in the earlier part. Um, at the end of the day, we're all providing this service to, to the shipper and the consumer. Um, we live in a world where when you order something on, uh, let's say on Amazon or something, you know exactly when that package is being delivered or when it has delivered at your place. Um, having that convenience, that information on your phone is so powerful, um, especially when you're talking about big shippers or big brokers, because they need to really help each other to optimize supply chain. It's all about how do you eliminate exceptions when a freight is running behind schedule, what do you do to minimize uh, or change your operations to minimize your loss? Um, that's, that's the key. Um, as we expect everything that we order to, to be delivered to us within hours or maybe in a day, we're putting a lot of stress on supply chain. And so the people who are responsible for moving goods, they are looking at ways to, cost, to cut cost. And that comes from having a lot of transparency from end to end. And there are a lot of players that are trying to plug this, the, the visibility in various parts of the supply chain. Eventually, this all has to be streamlined from end to end. Information has to grow, go from one point to the other point. Doesn't matter who starts, who creates that information, but it needs to be dissipated properly. And more importantly, systems have to start taking alternative measures when there is a, um, a particular truck that's running behind, automatically telling the dock team, hey, here is a truck that's running behind, but you can start loading this other truck in place. So taking the predict uh, the next step, alternative steps, um, is going to be the, the future. Um, someday it's, you know, it's all going to be fully automated. Um, I don't know if it will happen in our lifetime, um, but we're all working towards deriving these efficiencies. You know, I think one of the key things you said there is that, you know, obviously, you know, having that visibility is important, but you know, you ultimately have to do something with that information, right? You know, whether it's to re-optimize, whether it's to reschedule, whether it's to alert the customer, you know, so on and so forth. And that's where, you know, the APIs that we talked about, um, you know, come in. That's where TMS solutions, you know, come in because they, they're the ones that help to, 
you know, take those actions based on the data that that's coming in and, and help to do that, you know, re-optimization re or reanalysis. Um, you know, and certainly I think, you know, you brought up predictive and I think that's some of the other things that are, you're beginning to see in the early stages today, uh, uh, you know, that technology coming to, you know, to the forefront. Um, you know, so Diana Prasad, I mean, we're running short on time here, so I'm just going to go right to my last question. I'll, I'll start with you, uh, you know, Diana, uh, you know, as a way to wrap up, I mean, when it comes to providing accurate, you know, end-to-end -end freight visibility, I mean, you know, to customers, I mean, what, what is the biggest lesson learned from your, you know, from your journey and your experience and, and what advice would you give, you know, to others that are just starting out on their journey? Well, your customers are going to require things to be accurate and in a timely manner. Uh, Trucker Tools has provided that by far um, more than most of our other providers. Um, but again, they're probably their number one biggest thing that I focus on that I love is their customer service. I can literally reach out on a Saturday, which I did this past weekend. There was an issue and I said, hey, send, a, send an email to their support team. Within a 30-minute period, even on a Saturday, I had a reply back and the developers were working on it. My people had already placed a call in the Trevor Tools. That is where the industry has to go to. That customer service has to be there because Hey, Prasad's just one in a mini and a mini of, of, and there's all kinds of vendors, tracking vendors that start up every single day. So you've got to be on the cutting edge. You've got to give your customers the support they need. Otherwise, they're going to go somewhere else and find somebody else. So that, that's one thing that Trucker Tools has given us, accurate, timely, and good customer service. Great, Prasad. Your, your advice for folks that are getting started on this journey. Um, like Diana said, customer support is a great, uh, very important thing. Um, the second thing I'll say, if you're in the market today for visibility, don't settle for a visibility solution that only gives you 20% accuracy or you know uh, compliance or a 30% compliance. Demand a higher compliance. Today, you know, um, most of our customers get over 90% visibility. Um, on average, it's over 70% compliance. What we tell our customers is when you come to us, let's say you start at 60%. Our goal is to get you to 90%. 100% is usually very difficult. But if we are over 90%, 95%, that's amazingly powerful. And the way we want to get you from, let's say, 60 to 90 or 95 is we, our team works with your team and on best practices more importantly, seeing what works, what doesn't work. So we're constantly working as a team. And that's very important to us because like Diana said, um, there are a lot of vendors in this space. Everybody who can create technology thinks that they can actually have a product. Um, it's not a one and done. Um, we always want to focus on the customer. Customers' needs are constantly changing. Customers are under um, a lot of um, demand from you know their customers to provide better quality information so it's our job to make our customers look good in front of their customers so if you take that approach be more customer centric and look at technology as it's an ever evolving thing we constantly have to tell ourselves what works right you know what doesn't work we need to change and you take that mindset in order to do that, we need tech, uh, the customers, whether it's brokers, carriers, um, to take part in the, the roadmap of the technology. Uh, that philosophy is very important. Um, if you're a technology provider, uh, my suggestion is take that approach. Um, you'll go much further out. 
um, if you are a customer looking for technology, demand that. Demand your, a lot more from your technology vendor. You know, great points. I think one of the things I just heard there that I think is very important is, you know, th there's the technology aspect of it, right? The, the accuracy, the real-time aspect of it, the features, functions, so forth. But, but that's only part of it because you ultimately have to get compliance. Yeah, you ultimately have to get carriers to use it. You ultimately have to get, you know, drivers to accept it. You know, and that's something that, you know, obviously technology plays a role there. Is it easy to use? Is it disruptive? So on and so forth. So how the, the technology does play a role there. But there is that roll up your sleeves, working together, collaborative, communicating with the, you know, the carriers, communicating with the drivers, communicating with the extended partners to drive that, you know, compliance and being able to provide that support, you know, I think is, as you said, you know, part of, you know, what customers ought to demand, you know, as part of, you know, this, this type of project, this, this type of journey. So I want to thank you both for, uh, you know, making the time to be with us today. Like I always say, you know, we always manage to scratch the surface on these topics, but you know, both of you provided some great insights and advice, uh, you know, on this topic. So, uh, Diana, Prasad, thank you both for uh, making the time to be with us today. Thanks, Adrian. Appreciate it. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks, Dan. Great. I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, either at the Trucker Tools website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question for Diana, Diana or Prasad, uh, you can post it there, and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.